0: Thank you.
1: Everybody thinks we... Okay, when you're
2: done eating, please put your mask back on. Sir, if you're done eating-
1: Yeah, but I'm still eating. Okay,
2: when you're done eating, please put your mask back on. Sir, it is time for you to put your mask on. Uh, it's actually time for shawarma. I'm still eating. Sir, when you're done, I need you to put your mask on. Sir, what is going on here? I Time for sucky. Right, woo. Oh. Sir, I need you to put your mask on. Yeah. Oh, it's hibachi. I'm still eating. Sir, open I up, need... Open up, open oh. up.
0: Sir, you cannot be doing that. We have now landed. You may remove your masks.
2: This is a rundown. This is the most watched, least trusted Catholic news show there is on the internet. Uh, we are so glad that you're with us, and I, I feel like I owe you an explanation for that uh, new intro music because so many people are upset there was no cat today. Um, we do have Clown Steve. Uh, we have Brother Martin with us, and we have Pete filling in for Ryan tonight. Ryan is uh, Ryan is off smoking cigars and having champagne. Um, he may call in for the Halloween debate. Um, 50 years ago, Marvin Gaye put out that protest song that you just heard 50 years ago. And uh, what that song was about was it was he was protesting the war movement. He was protesting the economics of the time. He was protesting policing 50 years ago. This is what the boomers were upset about after the age of Aquarius uh, and the hippie dippy movement. Things have changed, of course, 50 years on. We have less inflation. Oh, wait, no, we have more inflation. We still have police killing people, brutality. Now they're ruthlessly enforcing the jab. Uh, Our economics are out of control, and they were protesting a 10-year war. We had a 22-year war. Um, I don't think things are any better. So, hey, there you have it. Hey, guys, thanks for coming uh, tonight, and uh, welcome aboard, Pete.
3: Thank you very much for having me.
2: Uh, For top story tonight, top story, your your commander-in-chief, fake Catholic President uh, Joe Biden, went to Rome and he met with the Pope, Brother Martin. There were no press involved. Nobody was invited. You couldn't be there. You couldn't ask a question. Uh, Biden comes out later and says, the Pope says I'm a great Catholic and I should be receiving communion.
1: And the Pope doesn't deny a single word of it. (laughs) you know someone you know asked or actually no it was it was biden that said the pope didn't bring up abortion at all but then again if he bluntly said that you can continue to receive holy communion well it was brought up just very subtly saying there's nothing wrong with any of the policies you're doing you're perfectly in in line at least with me because the pope thinks he's the catholic faith um and so it was subtly brought up um as life site news they put out an article recently they quoted a few of my tweets but uh it, it was blatantly obvious it was a uh, propaganda what they spoke about for 90 minutes who really knows who really cares um they met as really as two heads of state more than you know a, a catholic superior over his his subject um, yeah. and there's some, there's some sort of official protocol for that um, because sometimes it happens but regardless it would uh, pope benedict the 16th took the opportunity to give uh president mm-hmm. obama when he visited um uh, an encyclical regarding bioethics. Um, but this, this Pope doesn't <laughs> take the opportunity to evangelize anybody. In fact, he didn't, he isn't, I don't Brian think he really cares.
2: He asked, did they take a nap together? I think they spooned Brian. <laughs> That's what they did. Uh, we've got to get a live report from clown planet. Steve. Uh, first of all, what's uh, what's on this week's clown planet in terms of topics. And uh, can you <laughs> read <breathe> right now?
0: <laughs> I'm just in the Halloween spirit of, I couldn't find my I couldn't find a white uh, wig to do a fachi the scariest human uh, scariest costume of 2021. So uh, you got the clown, but uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> if You don't laugh, you cry. I wonder <laughs> if the Pope accidentally said, "Let's go, Brandon." Though that that'd be hilarious if he you know. he might have said it in Italian or Spanish or
2: something. I don't know. I mean, this is a huge story, though. I mean, it's not very often that the U.S. president makes the journey to Rome, meets with the Pope, and stuff. They weren't wearing masks, of course, because only you and I have to wear mask. It's rules for thee, not for me. Um, Pete, you know, what what did you make of this whole meeting? I mean, and especially the fact that, like, you know, the Vatican communications office just won't disavow anything fake Catholic usurper in chief Joe Biden actually says.
3: So personally, as I look at all this stuff, my concern is that we're not talking about Catholicism. We're talking about globalism and we're talking about how to make everybody feel good. And in the grand scheme, the result, I don't see how that helps us from the lay Catholic perspective. Anyone who's trying to figure out how to get closer to Christ, this entire thing is a sideshow. So we're watching all of these people make all these machinations but for what benefit did it actually have to us spiritually i can't find it <laughs> pete introduce yourself who are you so i am just random dude who happens to uh, have converted uh, a few years back and then in the process tons of reading and tons of talking to lots of people and then in the end and now leading kind of working with a bunch of guys known as the ecumen and uh yeah it's been crazy busy as of late so not much production so i gotta get back in the studio but otherwise filling in here and happy to Excellent. contribute my uh, two cents well we're, we're uh we're certainly happy to have you
2: um I don't want to belabor this. I don't want to say this until the end. We're gonna debate Halloween. And so uh you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to choose a side and we're gonna do a poll on Twitter whether or not you celebrate Halloween and how you do it. Um Steve Cunningham, opening salvo. This won't be your last word, don't
0: worry. Are we still on the pope? Because I was just gonna bring up this is just a Davos meeting, is the Pope of the <laughs> WEF and Biden is a WEF guy. It's, it's a climate thing. It's
2: well was was Jeffrey Sachs there was Jeffrey Sachs the anti-life uh you know global probably. populations are there I don't know probably
0: but I mean that's I mean Turkson is the is the uh the mouthpiece of France is at the Davos meetings it's exact. I mean it build back better was not coined by Biden this is, but Dato C is pretty much the blueprint for Davos in the last few years and are having this huge thing on what Doctor C coming up, and was it the five year anniversary, brother? Is that right, or something? I, I don't remember. It all seems
1: like yesterday. It all seems like yesterday. I can't keep track of the years and the anniversaries. But you notice
0: it's the climate thing now. Even even Gates, who fell off the face of the planet after the Epstein thing, guess what he's doing now? Oh, it's climate crisis. Mm-hmm. So it again. We talked about Mike and I. We, we were on the Von Day radio show. We we brought up EMJ. E- uh, got on me about saying that's the next crisis. That's the next crisis they're bringing up. Everything fits into the fourth industrial revolution that's coming down the pipe. If you're paying any attention, scoring at home is just check, check. This is what's coming up next, next. Even what we'll talk about later with the Zuck. That's, that's page 132 in shaping the fourth industrial revolution by Klaus Cla- Schwab. I talked about that a year ago on uh, yeah, you did. The Theology Show. All right,
2: well, let's stay on the economics thing. We could debate Halloween a little bit. I think people are like, okay, you guys can debate uh, Halloween. Um, Fourth Industrial Revolution, give us some of the main tenets, Steve, so that we can debate it because uh, for those who don't know right now, the by all metrics now, we are in a generational high for inflation. So we talk about the economy and we talk about the spending power of the average person. And the and the uh depreciating power purchasing power of the US dollar that fake can fiat currency the monopoly money that they force you to spend using the power of government the exclusive power of uh of uh well lethal force that they'll use if you don't transact in their monopoly money that monopoly money is losing value and I think that that's uh that's part of the plan Steve Cunningham
0: yeah yeah it's part exactly they need to demolish it so we're thinking at home, oh, oh my God, I can't believe what's happening. The dollar's going, away. the dollar's getting crushed. The inflation's happening, right? All part of the plan. You see oil going up. You think the oil guys are upset. It's all part of the plan. I remember uh, it goes back to when the uh, when Trump was deb- debating Biden. Biden said something about the, uh, uh, going, uh, going after the coal and gas industries. And Trump goes, oh, you just lost Texas. No. If you watch their videos, you got BP CEO saying exactly what Biden was saying at the uh, thing two months prior. They're all, and you look at Corbett's report on uh, uh, big, how big oil conquered the world. It goes into it saying the big oil guys are part of the green guys. They're all, they're, they're making themselves look bad over here, and they're going to profit big time over here. The fourth industrial revolution has nothing to do with what you're seeing in this hand. It's mm. need the virus to get to this jab. You need the jab to get to the digital passports. You need the passports to bring in digital IDs, which at least two states in the United States are even thinking about doing right now. Ireland's got it going. Australia's having it going. Um, other countries in Europe ha- has the plans of it, England, ob- obviously. And then you get the digital currency. As the IMF president said, it's about control. You cannot control whether I go to Mike tomorrow and give him $100 to in exchange for something else you can't track it yeah you can track it if it's digital and you have a digital passport to go with the digital id and that, all that has is your jab status your account status your credit score status right everything's involved in this and it's technocracy to the umpteenth degree
2: so here's what's scary about that i know a lot of people are saying okay uh you know there's a flight into cryptocurrency pete Uh, because people are saying to themselves, well, this monopoly money is worth nothing. I really don't, I can't do much with gold and land. You know, I, I love this digital thing. It's, it's anonymous. I can move money. People are accepting it. Uh, it's, it's on the blockchain. It's backed up. It's, it's, it's completely, uh, transparent, even though like nobody understands it. I'm a crypto hater. Bitcoin crashed this week. That
3: makes me happy. But, um, I don't know what, what say you? So my two cents, Bitcoin's the oldest, it's the biggest and whatnot and the most unregulated. It was the idealistic version of crypto. The problem with cryptocurrency, as Steve was bringing up, is the fact that it's all trackable. And the reason the governments don't like Bitcoin in general worldwide is because of the fact that in the end, they can't fully control it Uh, because they can't control it. um, They're going to find something else. So if you look at the other thing they've done, too, speaking of that whole green problem that's Attached to this whole great reset fund. The green front is what they're using to change and shift everything. And if you look at one of the main attacks that's going on on the crypto side right now is any of those old style cryptocurrencies, whether we're talking Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin, whatever, they are going after everything that involves mining because they're saying it hurts the environment. So the flip side to that now is they're moving into an actual international standard. So ISO two zero zero two two, that is where all of the governments and central banks are moving to their currencies. So if it's in that standard, that stuff is a whole different ball game. It's not mined. but back to that whole tracking thing. If this digital passport goes in and social credit scores go in, crypto has its own vulnerability and they'll be able to watch every single transaction that's made. Yeah. Is there a chance there's going to be money made there? potentially but only on that iso 222 side because the rest of it is antiquated none of it works as fast that brand new stuff yeah the transaction times are extremely low so there's a chance you want you can make money there um but i don't think there's a really easy way out of this from the standpoint of if they're going to be like people talk about ingots of say gold or silver great but what are you going to do how can you spend that It's not fungible. You can't even break it down into small enough amounts to actually do any transactions. So if you're talking about how do you weather this storm? Yeah, getting out of dollars is good. Tangible items Mm -hmm. are probably better. Cryptocurrency, there's probably a small window, but ideally it's going to be controlled in the same way everything else is. So, yeah,
2: I, I mean, my, my sense is, uh, Steve, that, um, that crypto is really, it's not a productive asset. It's not a real, it's a figment of our imagination. It's ones and zeros. It's a digital currency. And as, as Pete pointed out, it's
3: a precursor to a one world currency. And it's- ISO 222, that standard is designed so they actually are planning on tying cryptocurrencies to physical assets. Yeah. So that it will actually be backed coins so that there is value. You could turn it in and get something in exchange. But the problem is it's all public. It's managed. It's watched. Unlike yeah. having stuff in the background. That's the, customer. I mean, my thought, you know, nothing more fungible than a seven, six, two round, Steve Cunningham.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to get creative at, um how to beat this. Obviously, uh, <clears throat> divorce from DC, uh, and then make sure that your governor, uh, is uh, on board with you. You, everybody that's listening, should be involved in politics somehow before you die. Uh, everyone's going to say, "Hey, Steve, why don't you run now?" I can't be everywhere. You're good. I can't. And I can't run for governor, city council, county, school board, and everything else. More of us got to get involved. And then when you do break off, then you can create your own currency. And you better fight like you know what to keep the globalists out because they're going to try to get their uh, their palms in there. So mm-hmm. it's a fight literally every day. It's the, now, not to say the founders all the you know founders are the greatest people in the world, but there are some great quotes out of there. And basically, remember, like Franklin said, "It's going to be a republic if you can keep it." That's not, hey, we got we're all good, we got our guy in there, and let's put our legs up on the lazy boy, put our legs up on the thing, and uh, drink a mai tai for the rest of the day. You got to be vigilant, just like in your soul, twenty four seven. The enemy is not going to stop. It's got Terminator style. They will not stop until you are dead. <laughs> look at your children. If you want your children to have a better future than what you're what we're gonna have, you better fight like hell right now.
2: Uh-huh. Speaking of children, we need to talk about this. I have teed up zero videos. I've already shocked you people with what this public school teachers look like. I do this every single week. I show you the freaks and the ghouls that are teaching your children, Brother Martin, in public school. I say regularly, sending your children to public school is probably a mortal sin uh in in most cases and everyone wants to talk about the exceptions and all this and I'm like okay I get it whatever but the situation in Loudon County is really really reaching a point where uh I mean it is just the perfect example of the absurdity you have you've have two now two young girls rather martin whose purity was robbed from them by a mentally deranged fellow student at the school board knew about it they tra- they did what bishops do when you have a predator they just moved him to another diocese or moved him to another uh, parish or whatever that's what the school board did to this predator kid they moved him to another school and lo and behold you know when you when you uh when you rob one person of their purity you usually don't stop and that person didn't stop now another little girl's purity has been permanently robbed brother martin um, and, and, and when the parents speak up about it, they're labeled as domestic terrorists.
1: I like what you said earlier, going back to shaming in society, because this is the only way this stops. Obviously, uh, I, I think the men's mentality that the secularists have, um, uh, because they obviously don't have the same morals that we do is that, well, these girls are going to lose our purity anyway. It's high school. Um, uh, and that's kind of where, where they are. And you know, the, the school boards aren't going to stand up for the, for the innocence of your children. The school boards have an agenda um, to push their own, well, agenda of what they want to see the future in society, and a lot of it is is amoral. Is 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 what Nietzsche said, amoral, just no, nothing. Um, but you just can't have nothing. Um, they want to pre- uh, replace it with their own values, which is obviously high in, in, in Freudian psychology of how you know just expressing yourself sexually is, is going to be. It's truly your identity, et cetera, et cetera, which is why the, the kind of the basis of all this LGBTQ stuff um, is that what, what you, what your sexual passions tell you, you are, you are, um, which is, uh, which is absolutely absurd. Um, but yeah, as, as parents, you actually have to be cautious about all of this and, and it can hit anywhere. Um, I was down in Louisiana, entered a coffee shop and there was a tranny that, that was a, that was a manager. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. You, you think you're safe in the South? You think you're safe in the country? You think you're safe anywhere? It's not because, I mean, even conservatives have a principle of, of non-discrimination and, and obeying law, et cetera, et cetera. Conservatism is just progressivism uh, slowed down in slow motion. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so regardless, uh, in this country, we have two sides of the same coin, one just faster than the other. Um, but you really do need to start uh, taking precautions about your children, um, if not because they might be physically harmed, but also mentally, psychologically, ide- ideologically, et cetera, um, the devil, all he needs is a little crack to to constantly send demons after it to, to break it open, uh, yeah. and of course they will break it open once they're out of your roof.
2: So. Well, we, we've got a we've got a normie in the chat telling us that if we're mad at the deep church and we're mad at the angels, we're mad at the Holy Ghost. We probably are mad at angels just in a fallen state. <laughs> we probably are mad at the demons <laughs> who are who are managing things. Uh, how did a normie get in the chat anyway? Um,
1: it's backwards feet. <laughs>
2: It's probably an epris, Pete. Pete, you, your, your children are safe from this madness. Most of your friends, I imagine, uh, their children are safe from this madness. Um, uh, I, I think this is going to be the issue that starts to pull the country apart. I believe that if shots are fired, if this thing goes kinetic, uh, it goes kinetic over public school and children and their safety. And it may even start in Loudoun County.
3: So I think the question really is going to be whether or not the teachers continue trying to exert control over the children. Uh, This is our lady of good success. We already knew there was going to be the stone cutters making initiatives to go do this to make sure that they would indoctrinate uh, children so that they would want to break families apart. We're just seeing it now sped up really fast, which at some level is actually good. This means the devil's running out of time. On the bad side, man, does it hurt in the here term for anyone who hasn't actually pulled their kids out. But for right now, the real question is when do the teachers actually get more forceful? Because I've heard of a few schools already where there have been kids who were jabbed and no consent from the parents was actually ever requested, and they were instructing the kids not to tell and things like that. Um, if that keeps happening or it gets more widespread or there are threats to separate families apart because of it, that will be an interesting. I'm not sure how what the outcome looks like there, but I think it could be pretty crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, I think I think this is what's going to kick things off. But but uh, but Steve, I think I, I mean when you talk about the the S word that you 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 talk about, you've had Doctor Livingston on. And you've talked about the, the peaceful separation, the balkanization. That it doesn't always have to be violent when when secession happens. Do you think that there is a way? to turn the temperature down right now, is there a way for people to uh, sort of rationally come to this, this realization that we really are many, many countries crammed together uh, that we are 50 United States and that these United States, uh, you know, are, are bound together, but, but, but don't necessarily have, I mean, that, I think that's the charitable thing to do. I think that's the just thing to do is to balkanize is to break up. Uh and it's really the only rational thing to do. The 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 problem is is that as you point out, week after week, the Build Back Better Crowd, the World Economic Forum, the Davos crowd they, they don't want little governments. They want one big government. I mean, the last thing they want to, uh, to see, besides the weakening of the United States overall, so that we are on the level of the other nations, so that we all join forces together, they want to weaken the United States. But they certainly don't want to disaggregate the United States.
0: It's going to happen whether we want it or we, we like it not. The, the the USA pro you know Olympic people out there you know one one nation under God which was coined by a uh, well under God was part by the KFC in 1950. The one nation thing came from Francis Bellamy, a socialist who got kicked out of the Baptist Church at that time for that. He was a big Lincolnite, which is by the way the only time a violent secessionist movement happened was Lincoln wage war and half the uh, union. By the way, the union still existed after the South left it. It wasn't like a dis- destru- destruction of union. The union still existed. You don't have to have 50, 25, 30, whatever. You can have a union of three. So the mm-hmm. United States of America could, could literally be two states. States of America. Um, Florida's already looking like they're doing New Hampshire is already talking big time. About doing it, they—they're the ones that sent twenty-seven trillion dollars or billion dollars back to the feds and told them to go pound sand. We're not taking your COVID money. Florida came out and said, "Hey, all you guys that got fired from New York, Washington, etc., come down here. We'll give you a five thousand dollars bonus." Oh, and those tankers that are outside California, sitting in the Pacific, come down here. You can port right here. They could break off tomorrow. And one, first off, everybody out there has has to pay income tax. What immediately leaves when you break off from DC? you don't have that income tax anymore do you? Mm-hmm. you get a pay raise immediately just because of that new hampshire put out like 83 positive things that would happen because of that don't it, don't the, the, really that argument of uh, uh if we do that we'll get there'll be a war is totally ridiculous and not and not founded on anything besides oh because of the 1860 it literally, what, you, what you get, what's going to happen. You're going to have Alec Baldwin type people come down and try to shoot at you. They don't even know how to work a weapon. It's <laughs> evidenced by Alec. But you just got to break it up. It don't matter how you do. It. Are, it where you? All right, Mike. You live in the heart heartland of America. Where do you, America. do you? have Anything in common with the people in? I don't know. Say most of California or Washington, Oregon. Probably not? No. Now, we as Catholics we do, but we also ha- we can say that about people in Brazil, Portugal, Africa, Australia. So that means absolutely nothing. But we're already. Everyone laughs at the South is a different place. We are, and Florida is different from North Carolina. Different from Virginia, the Northeast is different. Different group. The Midwest is a different group. We're already like that. Now everyone just say oh, one one nation. But but Steve. We talk about this
2: quite a bit, but we never really get into the nuts and bolts. I mean, the, the the federal government will not allow this to happen. They will. They will. They have bases all over the
0: country. You know, if you got work out food, you
2: got you got Fort
0: Hood right there. You know, you got to so, work. You have to work that out. There's guys that are talking about that right now. Thomas Woods did a podcast with a guy who wrote a book on basically talking about exactly stuff like that. How do you work things out? Brian McCallan, Brian McCallahan, of the Abbeyville Institute talk about that. You'll have to work things out like that, bases, things of that nature. Uh, but I mean, your National Guard comes back home. How many, how many families out there has somebody serving overseas, basically building a bridge in Afghanistan or doing something else and getting shot at for absolutely nothing somewhere else or living in Germany, where apparently World War II ended? But I was told that we have to be in Germany with bases to prevent. The Nazis from rising again. I literally heard that from a an from a military event one time. It was just pro we got to be an empire, which we are, the American Empire. Bruce Fines has a great book. He used to work for Reagan, The American Empire. Read mm. that and then come out thinking, should we continue doing what we're doing right now? And yeah. I doubt you will be able to say y- yes.
2: Government at the local level, Pete. Uh, delegating as much power to the those who are closest to you as possible—that was the idea of, of these United States. That was initially envisioned in these United States in a post-Lincoln age that went out the window, um, and I don't know that we could ever get it back. Do you agree or disagree with the notion that Steve says that we can never get it back? The only way is to balkanize.
3: I agree with Steve from that respect, at least, because, yes, it started out as these United States. And by the time we got to post-Civil War, it was the United States. And we changed the composition of what the country would be. Uh, We began to implement a bunch of the globalist industrialist initiatives, including the income tax during the war itself, which was uh, graduated. So we're looking at Marxism starting out, or at least it would turn into it. Um, We ended up building on a government and basically a political leadership group that would lead us into 1913 kicker of a year when the income tax would go into effect for the constitution and the direct election of senators would take place at that point the federal government no longer had to go to your state government to say hey mike give me taxes they had to Mm -hmm. go you know They can go directly to you, use their force on you to say, give me all your money now. Otherwise, I'm going to penalize you. And they could never do that before. So now your state government is no longer in the equation for keeping the government funded. And then the direct election to senators ensured that unlike before 1913, when the senator had to be on first name basis, buddy, buddy with the state legislatures. And if the state legislators are like, wait, this dude is totally wrecking our entire state. Get him gone. Let's replace him. Put someone in there who actually takes care of our state. And we're not going to lose this. Well, now, have you met your senator? Have I met my senator? And does he know my name? Does he know my personal problems? And is he out there taking care of me? No, he's not. Neither of them. So the problem is, is it's like this for all Americans at the moment. And in the grand scheme, like Steve's saying, they don't care. So they can keep Mm -hmm. doing what they're going to do. And there's no consequence, other than potentially losing office, they're still going to get their paycheck and definitely the way they wrote the laws. So in the end, I think balkanization seems like a possibility. Definitely. The, The concern here, though, is we use balkanization looking at the Balkans, right? Yugoslavia, as it breaks up. The difference in Yugoslavia to the United States is at least in Yugoslavia, you're looking at a situation where. There are Christians in one spot, Catholics actually broken out from Orthodox in another. You're talking about Muslims in another. And there's all these cultural breakdowns that are very mm-hmm. distinct. Our melting pot that we've had to deal with now for however long has made it so that we don't have unified neighborhoods, cities, regions necessarily even. That's right. So we don't have if- a culture. So you can't necessarily even rely on your next door neighbor. You can't rely Mm -hmm. on your neighborhood, your town. You don't know how they're going to break. And even though we may have a similar view of how we look at the world, potentially the issue is, is that we can definitely say that Catholics are going to look at the world differently than almost everybody else. And then I can say in another similar vein, Christians are going to look at the world different than everybody else. And you just keep going. Mm -hmm. We have a chance that this breaks, uh, it's going to be way more dramatic than we ever could have imagined and unpredictable as a result. But yeah, I I think overall, I don't know how, like we're not going to be able to vote this one into a fix. That's not happening.
0: And speaking of voting in three days, most local votes are going down. How many people even know who's running for office besides the little thing, the yard signs, how many people will go and vote when they find out, Oh, we need to get somebody like this in pretty much. Most people are going to sit it out. They don't worry about it, then they complain about it afterwards. How do we get this local tyranny? Well, you sit back and you let the the tranny over there, like in Colorado, they got a tranny run for a state house representative. They wonder why is our district ran by an idiot? You guys sat back and did nothing, and then we complain about. It. We always just turn off. Hey, let's turn on Fox News, CNN. We just let, we worry about the big dog vote. We don't care about the little dog vote, and the little one is where the most power, most influential in running your life actually takes place. If we can get get people like, you know, not saying us, like we're the four best people on the planet. We get people like minded, like our thinking, which there's a ton Mm -hmm. of us out there activated and literally running for these seats. All you got to do is get the little majority. And again, this stuff ends. You can maybe protect yourself from the globalist takeover. Here's
2: Here's the thing, Steve. First of all, we're all busy professionals. Second of all, we're working. Third of all, Dominion is still in my state, just like yes, yours are, state. Right? Um <laughs> And fourth of all, like, I, I think this sort of leads naturally into the idea, like, are there a, like, what, I, I'm leaving this comment up. The best form of government for the Mad Max scenario. That's what, that's what Aaron G. asks. And I'm, as I continue to, to survey this, you know, I, 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 fundamentally, I think all of us here are probably integralists. But the question is, how do you get there? What are the practical steps towards that? You know, are, we're not going to necessarily like, you know, call the Habsburgs and say, hey, will you take over? Um, they haven't been prepared f- to do that for the last hundred years. And it takes a hundred years to raise a royal family. So I think in, in my mind anyway, and I'm just going to kick it off. I think you need a good old fashioned American strong man uh, to hold things together in an interim period before you sort of let, transition to something that re- resembles a Catholic monarchy. Um, and I think that, uh, I, th- I think a lot of people would agree with that sentiment. Um, Steve, I don't know, you know, if in your little fiefdom in, in, in North Carolina and, 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 and Cunninghamville, Cunningham, Stan, uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you, maybe you're going to have elections and have a parliamentary uh, system and you're going to have to form your government every two years or whatever. Uh, and maybe, maybe that makes sense in your region, maybe because your region was founded by Anglicans and, and they have a strong British, you know, whatever. Like I, I, I understand that. Um, and I think, uh, but I think ultimately uh, for, for those, who, and I hate to say this for the monarchists in the crowd, for the true Carlists, I think it's a little bit of a LARP. I really do. And I hate to say that because I love Catholic monarchy. And my reading of history says that that's the most stable form of government. Where am I wrong?
0: You know, oh, right. he's
2: got the hops. He's got the hops the in,
0: hops in the the <laughs> yes, I, do. I got a whole box. They finally, they sent me one. I got a box on behind me. As being the top one. Say Thomas Aquinas talks about that. And, uh, but we got to look realistically. Is there a chance for that to happen? If there is, then we have to work at it. Now, you brought up people that are going to say, well, I'm working on this, I'm that. Guess what's not going to be, what you're not going to be doing in probably six months to a year? You'll be out. No one's going to be working. They already changed the <laughs> level of what full vaccination means to three, Jeff. Now, instead of two, it was fully after two weeks. This is what we are. Oh, this is what we not do once
2: we're all on the ubi and we're just collecting paychecks to do nothing we can we can debate
0: the best form of government in the matter why going be doing nothing and being happy about it, right now Hamish Frazier was a communist uh and, and you, if you can watch, you can listen to some of his stuff on uh, keep he's got a couple of mp3s on there and he mentions how to because we've been in a communist land for to face it since the 1930s we just brought public education that's a top pill, uh, plank of uh, pillar of communism the federal income tax that's another one you're at least we were nine out of 10 on the check mark box for that in the 1928 or 26 presidential election they quit running the socialist presidential uh, president candidate quit running because quote the other guys are already right, the Republicans Democrats are doing what we want to do anyways so we're already there how do we have to infiltrate? And do what they did against them. Kind of like in the trap movement. You got to do the same thing, infiltrate and convert. So Hamish Fraser talked about making cells. Five or six people that breaks up to a cell. That breaks up to a cell. That breaks up to a cell. You got to get activated. Sitting back, doing nothing, tweeting on tweet, uh, putting on tweet uh, Twitter isn't going to do jack. We have to get in groups. Yeah. And, and I, okay. talk about that. We got to prepare, educate. This isn't something to do in a weekend. Well, I'm literally trying to put together. And I, and I I'm think getting a book published, not mine. That's an old school book that uh, actually Full Sheen forwarded, old school Full Sheen. And hopefully, we can get that out to more people and start. And we're going to put up a map on the website and try to get people activated. And go, who wants to learn? Start working, thinking locally and mm-hmm. training people to do this. So, this is not like a weekend thing. This is a long term event, but we got to start and at least attempt it. We can't just say, ah, well, throw our hands up, we're done, because we're screwed if that way. I mean, literally, we don't we don't understand the level of screwedness we're about to have.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I know you want to jump in, brother, but I'm I'm kicking over to Pete uh, as well because Pete, just he's like licking his lips, he's like ready to jump in here. Pete, I mean, how do we affect change? I, I know, obviously, we can't do nothing. I think we all agree on that. Steve, that's a good point. But, and we all agree that we can't vote harder necessarily because Dominion's just going to do what it does. Um, So, you know, the question is, what I
3: mean, honestly, like, what's a practical thing that we could do? Practical things presume that this system will have issues that will not be able to help you out and your family. So make sure that you're doing things to think about, all right, what does your neighborhood look like? What is your family situation? Do you know where you go if things get weird? Do you have the stuff you need on hand in terms of food, water, whatever, those types of things. Uh, And the other thing I'd say, too, is that everyone likes to focus on all the practical type of the, you know, what do I do as the survivalist or just being prepared or whatever. Really, the thing that I think Catholics right now need more than ever Stay close to the Blessed Mother and understand that where we're going, there is going to be retribution for all of the bad stuff that's happened over the past few hundred years, which has been egregious. So, if we're sitting right now at what is it, sixty million abortions that since 1973, um, we're going to have to pay for that, and we just keep going through all the list of things that are about ready to come to uh, you know come due, so to speak. The bill's going to come due. Are we ready for that? I, yeah, and I don't think this is a voting it out and I don't think this is a convincing everybody. I think there's a handful of people who may be honest brokers that we can deal with on the level to say, hey, they're interested in saying they want solutions. They want to know how to make it better and how to be happy and optimistic in these times that are going to continue to get darker. We can help them. However, we also need to have the capacity as Catholics and the hopefully the grace about us to recognize there are some people who are not going to be honest brokers with us. They are not going to try to learn. They're not going to try to listen. And worst of all, uh, they will either a work against you to your face, or worse, they'll work against you subversively and try and do other stuff. So we just need to be aware and thoughtful of the fact that we have a unique worldview that poses a threat to the globalist, to the Marxist, etc. Brother
0: Martin. uh, Talk about delusional. Know what I saw today? A Trump twenty four twenty-four sticker.
1: I've seen those all over the place.
0: And then you got Jack on Twitter saying, hey, you know, Trump's running and winning in 2024. What happened to what happened last year? You really think that's going to do what did, you talk about the minion? All right. The not going to do anything to your local account, your, your city and county. It's going to do something to the feds. Yeah. <laughs> you think that 2024 is going to be OK again. If I don't Trump- know, Steve.
2: I, I don't. I don't think that they're going to allow a, a, a tidal wave in, you know, in, in the U.S. Senate, a, a super majority or anything like that. I, I do think that if they can, if they can operate at a federal level, they can certainly operate at a state level. I want to bring Brother Martin into, this, into the discussion, though, because you know, the, lots of ink has been spilled over this. You have the Vermule crowd, Brother Martin, who says, "Well, we just need to infiltrate this administrative state." And we just need to convert it from within. And we need to we need to get highly placed Catholics and you know send them to Harvard and get them appointed to federal positions of power. And then slowly we can turn the tide from within. Then you've got like the, the Dr. Alan Fimister, you know, side, which is we have to have a Catholic monarchy, it's integralism and et cetera, but never gives us a, a chance. And there's that British priest too, who doesn't actually tell us how to do it, he just describes to us how awesome the Middle Ages were, which I don't disagree. But, I mean, you know, like, what, talk to us about, yeah, okay, all of us know what the ideal is. We know what St. Thomas says. How do we get there? Do we get there?
1: The hard part is we live in a country with a lot of Protestants who are completely totally against our ideas. Um, and even though we're a, we're a quarter, you know, 25% of the United States is supposedly Catholic. Of course, there's Novus ordites or whatever, and you can debate whether that's Catholic or not. Um, we're at a, a strong disadvantage of actually taking back this government. Um, so the vermilion idea that's, that's highly unlikely. All it will do is com- create a particular elitist class, um, that spiritually you have to c- be concerned for them because I mean, how could you ha- just give all that power to a few select group of people, um, and not expect them to be, become prideful and to implement Catholicism as they see Catholicism, as they understand Catholicism to be, as I just said, no sword. is that really Catholic? Um, so there's that, um, but we are really—I mean, the Protestants are going to ask us, "How do we? How do we make democracy work?" But us Trads, we're going to say, "We—you well, can't. It's a failed experiment. It, it was doomed to fail from the beginning. The only question was how long is it going to survive." Mm-hmm. Um, so what we can do as Catholics is really just pre- prepare intellectually to make uh, a solid argument for this. In the sense of, uh, we all need to stop reading useless new books, like books that are published by the new printing presses that, like, you know, get some podcaster to write new books. Like, why are you reading those books? What what, what do they bring to the conversation? Read Aristotle's whoa, 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 whoa. Politics.
2: Oh, Robert Barron wrote a commentary on scripture. Why wouldn't you buy the Turd on Fire commentary on scripture? I mean, I, there's so, so many so books, so, so many
1: <laughs> followers of the church. Why are you reading a modern bishop? Seriously. <laughs> uh, of all bishops to read, of all centuries to read, why are you reading something, something modern? Uh, but we need to prepare ourselves intellectually. We need to prepare your children intellectually. There was, there was a... Uh, I mean, in Krishna, there was a, a system of education called the liberal arts that actually prepared people to understand uh, the first principles, philosophy, and everything from mathematics to music uh, to geometry to, to, to grammar. Everything was geared towards preparing a human person to understand uh, the foundational truths of reality, philosophy. Um, nowadays, everything is geared towards uh, pragmatism, American pragmatism. What can you? What kind of job can you get with this? With this degree, what kind of job can you get with this education, et cetera, et cetera? It's all about money. It's all about production. Um, but what we can do is is being a select, in one sense, a a, a, a chosen people, so to speak, um, that we actually know the truth. We know Catholicism. Um, we can prepare the next future generation to actually uh, take what we hand on to them because we're not going to ever. Survive. We're not going to ever live to see an, an integralist country. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to live to see a king on the throne of the United States of America. But what we can do is prepare the next generation to create it. Um, and so that, that's where I'd say I'd, I'd start is your own children.
0: Mm-hmm. And just to just the tag on broke brothers say spot on on that. With you know this the next generation. We're not us. We're not going to have this see that in our lives. But if we want that, are we going to work for it? Are we going to educate ourselves for it? Are we going right. to do the that there is a penance hmm. to work for that to earn a good pope to earn good priests. What does John you'd say about bad priests? It's a sure sign of God's wrath on His own people to send us bad clerics, priests that are more worldly than they are priests. We don't like. We kept saying it before. They, you don't. People don't like to hear it. Look in the mirror. That's the problem. You yeah. right? It was it was G K that said that was the problem with the church. I am. He was. He's not wrong. We need to start working our tails off on to earn all that. You brought up Donner Lewis, Livingston, Mike. He has the idea of also breaking up the union, but also converting the people that break off. So he's in South Carolina, population 2% Catholic. He's Orthodox. He's, he worked, he's the only Orthodox guy in the Abbeville Institute. The rest are Catholics. They're all for breaking South Carolina up, out and converting it. Have you heard anybody talk about that? I've him and I talk on the phone every so often. He'll just go on for hours. It is just great. And at the end of it, I'm going. I wish if our pre if our if our bishops talked like him, we'd be in a different world.
2: Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, the the Great Commission was given to the first bishops, and they took it pretty seriously. We don't have bishops who take that seriously. In fact, we have bishops, especially the Southern Hemisphere, who brag about baptizing zero babies. Um, that's, it's incredible. Okay. Let's keep the show moving. We're going to do, we started this new tradition, Pete, last time where we just play uh video roulette. And it's when we, when we just grab interesting videos from the last week, from the various places that we see them and we pull them up and we say, Hmm, that was, I, I uh, let's react to that. <laughs> um, first of all, I played this in the intro um, but i didn't have the sound on this one and i don't quite understand what's happening what i see is an unmasked man being dragged out of a church after a priest from the from the altar says you're trespassing and all these masked Nazis show up and and pull him out i i don't quite know if that's the story if that's what's happening here but let's you are in
3: trespass you need to leave this church right now There's...
2: look there he is. He points at him. He says, "You're trespassing." Now, let's pause here for a second. I don't know why the guy in the t-shirt and jeans and sneakers walked up onto the altar and is, and starts saying, "I'm not trespassing." I'm not quite sure why he did that. Um, let's let's keep going. Are be nuts? <laughs> here we, we got the brown shirts. We got the brown shirts coming up.
0: It was an article that came out saying this. It was a week, two weeks ago, three weeks prior. There was another incident that uh, something happened there. That's why.
2: Yeah, there's a there, there's a prior history. I have to say, my favorite. Let's go back like two set two two or three frames. My favorite part about this. Is when the guy bumps into the Cranmer table there and he literally just moves the. Look at this. He says, Oop, oh, there's that Nova Thorne Cranmer table just like sideways now. I love it.
0: <laughs> I was I was impressed with the, the priest there and he hasn't moved.
2: Yeah, he just said, he's like, I'm not throwing a punch and I'm not getting punched. He hasn't I punched. Let <laughs> I just like. Hey, look, I agree with you, Gloria and Shine. For for approaching the altar, he definitely should have been tackled. It's just that I can't not see this in the context of the like COVID. Right there.
0: He's doing something.
2: I see one guy who's who's not wearing the, the Fauci diaper and he's being and he's being dragged away by a bunch of by a bunch of drones. I can't not see it in that context. I know that there's something else going on. I'm sure there is, but what is this? Is this the is this
1: the way that all these guys are dressed to Sunday mass? Like, I mean, jeans and air, you know, nice. That's each. our Sunday post.
2: <laughs> I, don't I don't think there's that many, many like men that. at a Novus Mundo says RJC ninety nine. That's pretty funny. Um, who knows? The I'll guy was probably it. wrong, but I mean, this is
0: tensions are high. How do you get the temperature down? Take a chill pill. <laughs> there was a stat the other day about all the uh, increases in. Uh, Fights at stadiums, Uh, traffic wrecks, less people driving, less miles driving, but accidents are higher. Everyone's on edge. Everyone's their fuse is about yay big. Uh, There's fights literally, I mean, almost everywhere anymore. You go in a grocery store, is somebody going to – you see the videos all the time. I mean, thankfully, there's protesters out there in Australia. Uh, You Name your country. Throw a dart at the map. You're going to have a protest somewhere. New York, New York City. New York City, New York City is finally doing having some massive r- protests out there. Who knows if the uh, the guy in the red hat wins? That'd be something. This is New York City right now. This is New York City.
2: this one. By the way, these are firefighters and
0: police officers
2: and first responders. They're like, "I'm out of here."
0: Okay, the Blasio goes from uh, offering cheeseburgers to, "We're uh, going to take you out of your job."
2: USA, great, I love it. Why can't they
0: it, chant New York though? Why don't that's, they have that any- was my argument? Take that flag out, put the New York flag in. That's what you should be doing. Utah people ain't caring. Nevada people, what's up? This is New York City, not Inglewood, California.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. All right, let's do the great debate now. People have been waiting. They want to know. They want to know, where do you stand on October 31st? I can't use the H word. I don't want to use that word. Try <sighs> All Hallows Eve. Okay, All Hallowed Eve. I can get behind that. Uh, the, the bastardization of it though, is so complete in my view. I don't think that I want to participate with it at all. Brother Martin, am I crazy?
1: No. Um, the only member I always, and this is searing into my mind. The first year I was in Rome, uh, I went to a church that was, it's right there in Piazza Navona. I forget. It's like St. Agnes or something. Um, I was there. I barely knew Italian. I had just arrived actually. um, and I went with the community that I was with. We had, There was mass there, et cetera. And for some reason, I just I just had to watch every single person that received communion um, because every, every, everybody seemed to be receiving communion in the hand. And I was new to Italy. It was This is a new practice for me, et cetera. Um, so I was watching, and there was one gentleman with, with a sweatshirt on. Uh, he looked kind of interesting. Um, and he received communion in the hand. Um, but I saw that he didn't put it in his mouth. He just put his hands in his sweatshirt. You know, you have the one pocket in front of the sweatshirt, the hoodie, and and he continued to walk out. And so I chased him down, and in my very broken Italian, I really knew anything. I just I just stopped and I wouldn't e- allow him to exit the church. And I, I uh, um, told him to give, give give me what he had in his pocket. And he had this very strange look in his eyes, or whatever. Like I was just, I was ruining something big for him. Just whatever, and he took his hand out of his pocket, had the Eucharist, crumbled it up in his fist, and just dropped the dust, just like that. Grabbed some some ice cream or whatever that he had sitting right there near the exit and walked out. I had caused a scene, um, and one of the Italian ladies there was telling me how around Rome, especially, there's a lot of black masses, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of witchcraft that goes on um, around Halloween. And for me in particular, that was enough for me to understand that there is something demonic about that particular day that the devil has chosen that day um, to do something for his own cause. Um, not that it's all hell's even in, in, in the sense that, you know, pre 55, the day begins the evening before. So you always do first, best, verse of all saints on October 31st. And so mm-hmm. for me, I will start celebrating all saints day on October 31st. Um, but the devil has chosen that day in particular to do something dark no joke. And yeah, so if, you, no. if you're thinking that it's all fun and games, you're it's wrong. It's
2: Reformation Day. It's literally the day that Protestants have chosen to celebrate the inversion of the Catholic Church, the, separ- the, the, the their separation from the Catholic Church. The devil definitely chose that day long ago.
1: Sorry, I cut you off, Brother Martin. No, I mean, that's ultimately what I wanted to say it, it is for me is – there's obviously something dark about the day. I mean, sure, dressing up. I mean, you could do. I mean, you can have a, like for instance, uh, secession day, whatever day Louisiana or Georgia seceded from the Union. You can dress up in Confederate uniforms and have a, a party, have a bar open, whatever, and, and dress up. There's nothing wrong intrinsically with dressing up and you know having having fun parties. That's that's not what we're at, we're talking about. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with hanging out with friends and whatever else. Anything about what you think about. Uh, Halloween celebrations about uh, dressing up as whatever that there's nothing intrinsically wrong with that. However, Halloween in and of itself, October 31st, uh, you know, skeletons, goblins and goblins, whatever else, when you want to call them, there's something about that particular day that to me, I experienced, especially around Rome, the city of Rome, the, you know, the eternal city um, that, the, that that the devil through, I guess actually divine providence allowed me to see, that there was something unique about that day uh, in regards to the devil and his mission.
3: Pete, are you going trick-or-treating Sunday? Negative. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I look at the whole thing as it currently stands, and inversion is probably a really good word for it. If you look at the major holidays right now, and Halloween being one of them, I would put the other ones as Easter, Christmas, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day at least for the United States and Ireland anyways, as examples of holidays that all, when you look at them from the standpoint of the traditional calendar, they are feast days or they are vigils, um, but very important and should be solemn occasions where we're glorifying God. And that's the focus. But if you look at what the pop culture, modern, again, Marxist globalist world has done to them, what are they? They are now absolute celebrations of hedonism and vice it's completely turned in on itself so every single vice you can now see on all of these days they have been taken from us and unfortunately this is the fulton sheen line of the catholics put down their rosaries and the beads were taken up by the hippies and we put down our swords and they were taken up by the marxists and now here we are we didn't fight back we didn't say this is unacceptable and now it's just happening and worse we have clergy who are weak enough to sit there and not warn anyone to say you shouldn't participate in this this actually is now the opposite of a vigil the opposite of your expectation your thoughts about all saints day to come and all souls day after it like this is a big time for the church and instead of preparing and being thoughtful and being reflective and trying to be more holy we've flipped it all on its head so yeah from my standpoint like the dressing up thing is cool and candy is cool from the standpoint of the kids because we're encouraging them uh, when we're talking dressing up as saints and we do all saints day uh, pageants and things like that. So they're dressing up and they're learning about their saints and then they get candy and do prayers and that kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, it turns into a positive making them holy and trying to get them into it and, and uh, more closely bonded to saints who have passed, you know, to heaven. That's good. But this whole like we're gonna dress as something that is demonic or something that is vicious or something that encourages some other hedonistic behaviors and then wrecking everything along the way. That's mm-hmm. too much. Steve,
2: I've noticed that people are celebrating Halloween, so-called, earlier and earlier every single year. That the uh, the level of energy uh, in that's put into this holiday, so so-called. Uh, the number of dry runs. I mean, I see people running around in costumes today. It's Friday. It's two days before Halloween. I saw people in costumes last weekend. I saw grown adults wearing costumes at at a wine bar uh, last weekend. Um, I I believe that we're headed on a trajectory to where dressing as a witch, as a ghoul, as a, as a demon, as a vampire, as a, uh, you know, as a werewolf, whatever is going to be as important and celebrated as early as it seems like Christmas is celebrated every year. The, the only difference is, is that you know, in in commercial America where Christmas starts basically the night of Thanksgiving, it will never start before Thanksgiving. Really, uh, you have you have that firewall of Thanksgiving with 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 Halloween. I've started seeing Halloween lights, which is that even a thing? Halloween lights, Halloween decoration at your house? I started seeing that in September. I started seeing that. I believe that our pagan, postmodern, post Christian, uh, demonic culture, demonic um, form of government, demonic uh, leaders at the top, demonic uh, clerics, unfortunately, uh, some at the highest levels these people are allowing this to happen. We are now seeing that, that, that this demonic holiday, Steve, and this is not a fair setup. Cause I, I, cause I know you and I don't agree on this, but this is how I'm setting it up anyway. Um, that that is going to eclipse Christmas. Ultimately that Christmas. Yeah. It'll still be gift day. Christmas will still be buy yourself. Something day Christmas. Uh, but as people don't have any children, they're just going to buy their own stuff. They're going to be like an Amazon delivery day for, for, for self, right. For that, for the ego. But, but we're, we're headed – Christmas is shrinking uh, because children are shrinking. Halloween is increasing despite the fact that there are no children being produced in this country uh, because adults now are dressing in the most scandalous, slutty, ridiculous crap that they can find and they're going out and using Halloween as a pretext to show off their, their bodies and do, and, and do uh, all kinds of uh, immoral things. That doesn't even speak to any of the demonic and overtly satanic stuff. Um, that, that Pete and Brother Martin brought up. So with all that in mind, are you going trick-or-treating?
0: Yeah, my kids were old enough you know, to do it after trick-or-treating. It's, trick-or-treating is not a bad thing. <laughs> fun is not a bad thing. Now, the stuff we bring up about the demonic stuff, that's a bad thing. But kids having fun, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying I'm dressing a kid up as a Bels- up. Uh, no, you dress him up as a saint. And then you then someone might ask, hey, what are you? That opens up a lot of things. I remember being out in Denver uh, at 24 hour fitness when I was working uh, dressed up as Pierre Giorgio Frasati. I had about 50 conversations because he was I, I, we had a photo of him with a stick climbing a mountain. someone asked me you a mountain climber?" I said, ah, here's, talk. And they were all blown away by the, by the, the guy's story. you do stuff like that you infiltrate like that you know you got to be in the world not of it again. But yeah, not, talking to, not saying dress as Michael Myers, or put blood on like Jason or anything like Freddy Krueger. That's different. That's weird. But you're right, man. I was telling Megan about this. We were in uh, Shelby, North Carolina. There's a, a old 1920 carousel out there. It's 50 cents a ride for the kids, and a little train goes around, 50 cents for that. We were driving back as traffic, and you, one of the is the Griswold house for Halloween. I'm going, it was just by itself. It was the only one that had this decoration. You could see the grass. They had so many blow up dolls and lights and all this going. I thought I, thought, I don't remember that as a kid. Anybody putting lights out or blow up dolls or blow up things, anything like that? Every every corner has it now. And this person spent thousand dollars at least to put their whole house up like this. And, and yeah, it's it's weird how the celebrations now. I mean, my neighbors, they had it started at the beginning of October. I'm going. Man, that's early. Why? Why are you doing that? I and mean, they, but they can get into Christmas. They'll start the Christmas lights. They're gonna come up soon. Uh, we we can look at ourselves. How many of us get upset about what the culture is, but then maybe go shopping on Sunday? Mm-hmm. There are priests that have said they've talked about not shopping on Sunday, and afterwards the people go, "Hey, you want to come with us to the store?" But like, did, did you not listen to the sermon? They literally say that, and they'll come up and do that.
3: Um, I think. I think one of the things you want to look at, too, with that early decoration thing that's going on looks to be a lot like a symptom of how unhappy everybody is. They're trying to do anything they can to feel better. At least it's what it looks like is they're sitting there saying the world sucks. They feel empty. They don't understand why they feel empty and why everything's broken. So they sit in there and they use materialism as hopefully this will make me feel better so I eat more candy and I want to do stuff but for some Damn. reason it doesn't work and then when that holiday runs out and their whole high crashes they're like what am I going to do another holiday and they just go to the, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: the spike yeah. chain thing that everyone's talking about oh it's going to be bad for Christmas you see that on regular on conservative TV as, as, as Brothers talks about there's not really conservatism it's not What well, you trying to conserve one you see what is Christmas about getting gifts or the birth of our Savior, and you, right there you see those guys even talking about they're supposed to be the Christian the channel. They're talking about this flag chain for Christmas for presents and things like that. That again, as he brought up materialism, our folk Easter, St. Patty's. I mean, it's not and just again goes back to Sunday. How many but of us preach Sundays? It's, it's true that
2: people are jumping from sugar high to sugar high. Uh, that's definitely the 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 cadence of jumping from Halloween to. Thanksgiving to Christmas. People are asking about what Ryan's take would be on Halloween. Uh I can firmly confirm to you that he he's he would oppose it uh on on the demonic grounds. Here here's what I don't understand though about what you're saying Steve because yeah, it's a conversation starter. You know, you can dress as a saint, you can go knock on your neighbor's door, they ask you who you are or whatever. How is that any different though from Pope Francis's video that he released? where he literally just had a guy dress up as a clown and go and juggle for people in the hospital. And that, and that, that is the new evangel. That's the new, new, new evangelization is just literally dressing as a clown.
0: Well, are we going to put that one clown event as the uh, rule or is it just one person? <laughs>
3: no, no, no. But it's the same way. thing.
0: But okay. But following the logic
2: though, Senor Was it, of, was it you, he? This is the open day argument. This is the open day argument. I send my children to public school because my children are the salt of the earth, and I send them like arrows into the public school to evangelize public school. I just think that's That's such crap because like my job is to protect the purity of my child, not to use my child as a tool to to potentially convert
0: some other guy's child.
1: Listen, Jesus, our Lord Himself, started his ministry at 30. Your child is not the salt of the earth.
0: Yeah, Father, I got a new Father Ripka uh, video coming soon. It's titled "You Are Not That Important." Uh, there's a um, there's a book by a free. It's not was well, well. I guess it was written by him. Yeah, that uh, that uh, human uh, human respect uh, sermon I recorded on there. The guy, the same priest, has a book on raising children and marriage. It talks about that. Your first thing you should do with a kid is make sure it goes to a Catholic school, not a state school catholic and he puts it basically you know bold letters only yeah Yeah, now argument can be done that the catholic schools are basically paid you know private schools uh public schools that you have to pay for now true uh we got to work on that but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you don't send your kids to school to evangelize your school when he's six or (laughs) you know like that no but no all right so if i sit out i don't know when people are coming by this weekend my goal was to have uh Cards of uh, what Halloween is, and give away miraculous medals with the best candy on on the block. Because you want, hey, that Catholic house—they gave away the best stuff. They didn't give away the, you know, the nineteen twenties. Uh, what do you call this little cute? You're gonna, gonna let
2: miraculous. the freaks and ghouls knock on your door, and you're gonna reward them with a Snickers bar. What's wrong with, right? with you? Don't know how do you have matter. that
1: patience? How do you right, have that patience? Right, I can't even have that patience.
0: Nobody on this block went to more evangel passed out more medals than I have uh, squared, and I can pretty much guarantee that. I've talked to Muslims out on the park and told pretty much told them stuff that they should have killed me on. So, I don't know. Give them away stuff. Brother walks so down I, the did, do you need to drive down to Carolina and, to get name and, uh, brand candy? Give away stuff, and then you open up a conversation, and you talk to them. If not, then close your doors, lock the doors, and don't go anywhere, because that's basically, no, that's the trad thing. Trans do not evangelize. No, so, no that's not the trend. All the parishes would no, be bad And no. we don't have parishes in bad neighborhoods because we don't do jack squat in the neighborhoods. We just Is
2: that the never
0: invite in tra- them.
2: Have
1: processions less handing out candy.
2: Pete, Pete. Pete. You're not handing out name brand candy. You're not evangelizing? Is <laughs> that what I just heard? That's not what I said.
3: So the by that logic, the concern would be: Is then do you go to the strip club to evangelize?
2: That's <laughs> stupid. Because that point, that's right, we found the
0: line.
3: I'm just he saying, the there's a line there somewhere. You bring monor-
0: a morality in this too. I Come know, on yeah. now, let's think about. It. Let's not go there's off there's on. There's objective,
1: nothing objectively sinful in handing a, a candy bar to somebody else. However, I, I mean, can't say I can't hand out candy to kids that. because there's not, that whole situation too. Find <laughs> uh, <laughs> me where that's sinful to do that. No, but I... I there's no in more theology,
0: theology on that one.
1: Steve, I, under, I understand what you're saying. in, in the like, like this, this is what I try to bring in, in my argument, saying there's nothing objectively evil in having a costume party. There's nothing objectively evil about giving another human being a candy bar. There's nothing objectively evil in going to a costume party, I just a general costume party, like something you organize amongst your solid Catholic friends that you have around your city. And dressing up. Um, but we're talking about door to door trick or treating. I mean, even even the secular society, they've, they've started to, to walk this one back in the sense that there are predators out there. There are people that stick things in the candy bars that now check whether or not the candy bar was open first before it's handed to your kids. Um, so, one thing that I was saying, it was just like, you know, yeah, there's nothing objectively about a, 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 a costume party. To me personally, from my own experience, there's something demonic about October 31st and the whole Cal- Halloween stuff.
0: Well, I'm not uh, disagreeing with that because you like I said, I brought up a litany of bad ho- ho- horror movies, which is exactly I'm not talking about dressing like a stripper, which a lot of girls a lot of girls do on that They, e- they have the ex- yeah. they look like sweats. I'm right. not talking about dressing right. like a right. zombie or anything like this. I'm right. talking when an eight year old comes to the house with their parents, <laughs> you can pretty much a hey, by the way, here's a miraculous medal. Here's what the Halloween really is. And here's a – if you don't like candy
1: bar, here's a pizza. I don't yeah. know. If you give them miraculous you medals, just, so you the miraculous medals, they the eight or coming I have
0: coming the heck back. with that. <laughs> you just don't say, hey, hit the heck with them on that. Or, I think All the story is crazy. People, I know I about think, these people. Are I we, we going to go after these guys or not?
2: You just changed from Mr. Goodbar to Miraculous Metal. You're a shifting <laughs> target. I said Miraculous Metal 10 minutes ago when you guys were saying step Come on. We got people in the chat saying, if you hand them a Mr. Goodbar, you say, God bless you, they're going
0: to become Catholic. <laughs> okay. Are those people that are saying that? I'll one, be honest. I'll be, be, be honest. i have never gone out and done anything like that. Two, stop being idiots. Come <laughs> on. Just, no one said it. Now, what happened with uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, the the um, I'm looking at the conversion of uh, Rasburn. His friend gave him what? A miraculous metal. Colby yes. said, "Say, Colby said, give a, give it away. Let the Mac light they work on him." There was the spiritual bullets. Go. You don't have. Pretty much, most people don't even think about doing this. Christmas time is perfect. You go up to go through a drive through. You hand somebody a miraculous metal, saying "Merry Christmas." Are you, is there something wrong about that too? Maybe they won't go co- maybe they won't convert in your time. Th- you might never see them again. Yeah, give it to them and give it a chance. You don't just say, Oh, you know, if you give a you give a good bar and they'll, they'll convert. That's moronic. <sighs> now but come come on, guys. I
2: don't know. No I thought I heard, you say, I thought I I heard you say that part of your strategy to convert your neighborhood is having the best candy on the block.
0: Yes. That's a marketing scheme. What happened? <laughs> all right. You give somebody, you give somebody miraculous metal and information on the church and you give them what? The worst thing. They're going to say all oh, those cheapos down there. Nah, you give them something to remember that by, Oh, we got that. Those guys. Maybe we'll talk to them down the road. Maybe we'll talk to them in our neighborhood in a couple of weeks. What did we talk about before converting your neighborhoods? How do you do it? With that's Mr. a good Gunnar, way to start. Clearly.
1: Is not a good
0: way to start? Tell me it's not a good way to start. Coming we from argument, a, no, we should invite. We shouldn't evangelize our neighborhood.
1: No. Coming from an introvert that hates chocolate, Halloween was never the uh, the 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 feast day or whatever that you would I, ever I convert me. I hate chocolate, and I'm an introvert. I don't like talking to people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we need to, Pete.
2: We need to take up space with our candy. That's what we need to do. All we right. need to displace the bad gonna, candy. Gonna we gonna need make to displace of the off brand.
3: So. The, I mean, the thing is, I look at Christmas and some of the other holidays as better evangelizing because there's less of the weird ritualistic stuff that's going on at Halloween. There's less of the demonic things and all the other, just the ambiance and all the other stuff that's added by all those individuals who, again, going back to talking about what you can do to prepare for when times are bad, those individuals. Mm, Oftentimes, unfortunately, are not going to be the honest brokers. And I'm not saying just don't talk to them because they're not. I'm just, it's also a risk for scandal on the, mm-hmm. my kids part, on my part, um, anyone else involved. And so it's just like the, it just has a bunch of risk added onto it because yeah, of the I, way that the, all the right, here, here
0: you go. Let me ask I, I'm you curious. Like this. I would be curious. You're talking to a bunch of people that aren't our mindset, right? The most of your neighborhood is not in our thinking,
3: right? Oh, absolutely right. not. Yeah, they're so, not all right.
0: Nice. So how do you get them to start liking you, start talking to you, to open up a conversation with you? Do you, A, shun them off and act like they're But that's not the, that's a false dichotomy, though. Do something. Meet them where they're at. And I know that's not a fun statement to say. Meet them where they're at. But give them things in an easy way because none that's, of these people out there complaining that's a, that's will an ever as by random. Hold on, Mike. And give them a miraculous medal on the blinded day. No one's gonna go up and knock on their door. Have you found Jesus? No one's gonna do that. If they come to your door, are you not gonna take that opportunity to one learn who they are, maybe make friends out of them? Wait,
2: this, the, this is the one day a guy. year that you talk to your neighbors? The one day a year is you you wait till they dress up like vampires? I didn't say and that. And did I? I, like, I know where I said that. But most no, people, no, people you're on making a false of I'm gonna either shut my door 365 days a year or
0: I'm gonna open my door. On the demonic night, have you done that? Have energy. you done that prior to today? Have you done that prior to today? Has anybody done that prior to today? Then you of open a door, hey, back for a beer in your backyard. Maybe of you to see the Saint Joseph and Mary statue in the backyard. Ask some more. Yeah, yes. gotta get you, you don't, don't have, have to do, it. Hey, do no, no. it. No, no, no. You guys, like, you guys convert in your own neighborhood. <laughs> wait a second. Dude, I go no, walking no, 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 down Main on. Street
1: every Dude, evening, framing my, my I know, my brother does It's rosary.
0: easy for a caller. It's perfect for a caller. <laughs> every has, Steve, Steve has the be most airtime,
2: and he says, Hold on, Mike. I, Steve, <laughs> I, what I don't understand is why you can't convert somebody on 364 other days a year. You did did You wait for your You wait till your neighbor is dressed like a vampire. I didn't say that then. And then you invite them into your house when they're dressed like vampires. Did I I say that?
0: You invite them in the day prior. Rewind the tape. I don't think I said any of that. (laughs) No, I said most people (laughs) on here that are complaining pretty much have never done that in their lives. Maybe that's a good time to start. I a didn't say anything. To start, I just. I also said do that during advent.
2: A good so time I, to start is on the Devil's Night. That's the good time to start. When they're coming to your house, what time? I'll tell you right? What, what else good is time? Is,
0: you know what? Are they coming to your house tonight? Are they you know coming what, to your house? You Easter? know what? You and our family when does. A good time day.
2: to start for us is Good Friday. We hey, dress in come black. In house and black we have that. a funeral procession in our neighborhood, and we play the. Mike, you're
0: not thinking on this, man. You're just yelling about it. Dude, what day? What other day of the year do they come to your house? This, this is jo- unbelievable.
1: Footballers. This the rundown. The home of the unpopular opinion. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete. By the way, I didn't. I didn't prep you at all. We do prepare. We do prepare unpopular opinions. If you every can't stand unpopular opinions, then you can't watch the rundown. Stop yelling at us for unpopular opinions. Anyway,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna wait. You know what? I I'm wish gonna for wait for my all.
0: brother.
1: Brother goes <laughs> down and well, does Martin that a to, start something, uh, to start
0: something good and holy. And like I said, I wish people more like Brother, or more, more priests were doing what Brother did. I remember when uh, my brother and I went, uh, we went to a, a festival for, it was at the Nations Festival or something like that, over in Greer, South Carolina. And they I, we went under the Vatican City State. And I dressed him like, you know, labor, had a collar shirt and jeans, uh, pants on. And he was in his casket. He was the second or third year of seminary. And they had a procession of flags, and he goes, <laughs> I go, dude, you're up. He goes, What? I go, You're dressed apart. And he's leading the procession <laughs> in cassock with the Vatican flag going around an area that is anti Catholic. We had Bob Jones University people coming up to us, that's the most anti Catholic school on the planet. They basically banned any Catholic website in there. Mm-hmm. We had about uh, 25 or 30 students come up taking pr- uh, pamphlets we made up. Rackless medals, rosaries, asking questions, free books, things like that. It's out there. you got to be able to do it. If they come to your house, that's a, dang, here's, free here, here's coffee. a very
2: pressing. here's a very pressing matter that we need to discuss. Brother Martin, you need a chocolate conversion. What is wrong with
1: you? You don't like chocolate. I've actually I've actually tried I actually throughout my ch- childhood because my sister loves chocolate, and so she always had chocolate and that was only candy around because she liked chocolate. And so I tried different kinds. I tried crunch bars, Hershey bars, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I it's not that the, like I, I just refuse it. Actually, there was one year when I was in Rome that it was my birthday. And <laughs> Bro, the audience
2: is cracking me up. They're gonna have Steve mail you and Mr. Goodbar. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the lay members of our community, uh, you know, in the lay movement didn't know that I didn't like chocolate, so it made me this very very big chocolate cake and of course, I had to have the first slice in front of everybody that was there. Nobody there really knew that I hated chocolate so I had to eat this chocolate and not make the the most sour face that I could I have to really I had to really make a face that i like I enjoyed this and was very thankful for this cake that this person made for me. I did my best, but guys, chocolate is just not my thing
2: i have I have a sad feeling that once you release your mailing address, you're gonna get a deluge of chocolate, fine chocolates from around the world. And if you like
1: <laughs>
2: if you like to share, just let me know. <laughs>
0: Send a candy corn. You Liturgy can to- of
2: the home. Liturgy of the home was recently on with uh, Cunningham and he's and uh, he's gonna be on RTF soon. I really love the products that these guys are doing. They hey, are asking Is chocolate really that bad for you? Is it that painful?
1: Come on, is it like Brussels sprouts? It's, it's, well, actually I could do Brussels sprouts better than I could do chocolate. It's, oh. it's, it's not a choice. I promise you. I've, I've forced myself to eat it so many times when it's placed in front of me. And if it were placed in front of me tomorrow, I would eat it. I can't, oh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't promise you a good face or whatever. There's things like mushrooms. Is do one you, of the you things believe
2: can, this? That he would rather but, eat a Brussels sprout than chocolate. I've never yeah. met anyone like this.
1: I'd rather eat mushrooms. and. I don't think he's chocolate.
2: advertising the the monastic life very well
1: hey i eat it regardless but hey
3: (laughs) at least then your chocolate is your penance that's your whole lent right there you go go.
2: that's what i I demand to see your advent is just chocolate
1: there you go well
2: an advent chocolate chocolate advent
1: P.O. Box 366, Western Missouri, 64098. Mail me some chocolate and I could have some penance. So I for sure ain't right. spending, oh my, my, God, spending my benefactor's oh my money goodness. on something so terrible. Please film it. Just me. Right here.
0: Here's my address. Uh, <laughs> Somebody shoots a pistol at him. <laughs> there are
2: lots of there are people out there are like, oh, you guys are party poopers. Yes, I am a party pooper. I'm not participating pooper. in a pagan demonic ritual. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go door to door spreading the Anti faith. That's not what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to let my children be participants in that. Nor am I going to scandalize them. That, I'm a that, party that, pooper. Yeah. Being a means you're a party pooper. That's monic.
0: my unpopular opinion this week. Sorry. It's not the money to get chocolate candy bars from the, your neighbor. It's not demonic. Maybe dressing like a you know zombie or a <laughs> demon is. But uh, going so door to do door,
2: dress as a Marvel superhero. Is that much better?
0: Mm, Captain America's pretty cool. Iron Man was oh, nice. Oh my now god. Now we we're gonna say Avengers is bad. Come on, guys. Let's be all right, let's just be puritans. How about that? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, White group, Wolf.
2: Says, <laughs> uh, White Wolf says asparagus. I love asparagus. I actually might reach for the asparagus if it, if it's cooked well ahead of a chocolate bar, especially if it's a cheap chocolate bar. Send only send me
1: nice chocolate bars, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the, kind. the kind the guy from Switzerland. From <laughs> Switzerland, not of Switzerland, but from Switzerland.
0: Hey, let me, hey, can I ask somebody there? Everyone hate Philip Neri. Was he a was he a bad guy for having fun?
1: What are oh, you he's, talking he's the Apostle of Joy.
0: Joker, you know, things like that. Was he a bad guy for doing Oh, fun the Saints are joyful. No, Come now, Don't you don't say that Steve he was going to be sarcastic, joy, like a Halloween buddy guy.
1: Oh, my gosh. He told St. Camillas Delilis that he was going to hell if he left his oratory. But then he founded his own community and then became a saint. Yeah.
0: I was <laughs> <like saving laughs> his head, his head things like that. having a good time. You what about deep fried chocolate? And be, and be happy.
1: Well, anything fried? fried is good. I don't know if fried chocolate makes it better. <sighs>
2: <laughs> Look, people are talking about an All Saints party, and I get it. Listen, literally Home, you, we'll come on. We'll sell your calendar, that? but we won't talk about this. That's different. That happens on All Saints Day. Come on, knock it off. Anyway, all right. What's our next topic?
0: <laughs> I think we're going to talk about the Zuckster, right? The Zuck?
3: That guy. Yeah,
0: Amy. I saw this. I heard the sermon. I put it together. Yes, Come on, Amy, Amy. Who do you think puts this stuff together? I didn't Amy's like it. A,
2: Amy's yeah. on Team Mike on this one, buddy. I I got to tell you, Amy is oh, going after the
0: superhero things is bad. Huh? Watching Superman is not a bad thing. If if it is, I'm out of the move. Forget about it. I'm, My on.
2: very first YouTube podcast was a critique of Marvel superheroes. And how lame it is that people idolize and
3: fetishize. That's these... different than enjoying it. The concern there still, though, is the fact when they're pulling out all the pagan parts and then glorifying the pagan parts and then taking kids and then informing them on whether it's the symbolism, whether it's all of the demon names, whether it's the... Uh, locations in the world and start bringing up things that never would have crossed their minds the amount of stuff that is now going into kids heads on all of this like uh that's the problem so it's like you can have creative stories you can have fun parties you can have all this of stuff but uh it if you go into the pagan road and you're bringing up demonic stuff it's uh revolting i'm going to let
0: victory do we, what do we can do about i'm going to let victory 15 and do nothing we, hey, we got bad movies out there. We're not going to make any. We're just going to say they're bad. Hey, so we no, got we can't make them because you might what have to do
2: a mask to make it. a movie, bad. and that would be bad, right, Steve? No, look, what are we going to do about it? What, what are we, we going to do, do about it? We're not going to participate. Do we won't burn the incense of Caesar. That's what we're going to do about it. We this turn our lights off. Of Caesar. We lock our doors. We don't answer. We don't participate. Because I'm not getting a other jab. Other people, I'm not going to participate with communism, and I'm not going to participate with demonism either. That's saying participate demonism. If a girl
0: comes up, if a kid comes up dressed as a princess, that's not a demon. That's a kid dressed as a princess.
3: <laughs> what if he come up dressed as Karl Marx?
0: Okay.
3: No
2: does that.
1: The I
2: want <laughs> to give Victory 1571 the last word here. He says, Men in tights, need I say more. I think that sums up the argument nicely.
0: We should change this to clown planet on Really? <laughs> come on, people.
3: <laughs> no comment.
0: Oh,
2: oh my gosh. Oh, everyone loves – people are so attached to their costumes. You know, I used to work with this lady, and she was like 40. <laughs> waiting, she was waiting for kids. She was waiting to have kids, right? And do you know the one comment she said to me that really stuck with me? She said, I can't wait to have a baby because of Halloween. I can't wait to have a baby and dress my baby up for Halloween. I mean, that is – ah, ah. Gross. All right. Um, Mark Zuckerberg is what, is he, going change, what is he changing? Yes, <laughs> like I'm condemning everyone, Steve. I'm the I'm the judgmental closed-minded one. What Mark Zuckerberg, speaking of uh, speaking of the Hebrew influence on our on our culture, um Mark Zuckerberg is changing his name. Not his name, the name of his company. Facebook, yeah. Uh, it won't be it won't be Facebook anymore. It will be called uh Meta meta. Although I saw the funniest meme I wish I had uh, actually grabbed the meme so I could show it to you. Instead of saying meta, it said beta and it showed Zuckerberg's face. Um he's doing this weird stuff, man. Like he's talking about transhumanism, he's in the World Economic Forum agenda. I mean, Steve, he's he's one of our one of our enemies. We we we're, we're actually broadcasting right now on his platform. Although he has notified RTF is really kind of him back in January. <laughs> uh, apparently we had some pro Mussolini meme at some point and uh, the Zuckster found it like seven months later and didn't like it. So he informed me that the uh, RTF Facebook page was formally being suppressed. Like as in we are going to throttle your traffic. That's why there are two people watching right now on Facebook when there are 20,000 people ostensibly that like the page. Um, Zuckster has an enormous amount of power right now, Steve, and his power continues to grow. He's a Marvel supervillain.
0: Yeah, I've been shadow banned on uh, Facebook for a good part of a decade. People, I have friends all the time for even up to five years ago saying, Are "You on Facebook's the, the fan page? It's got like you know tw- 20,000 fans on it. People don't even know it exists." Uh, now, what the Zuck is doing is, if uh, I uh, ever read "Shaping the Fourth Industrial Revolution" by Klaus Schwab. Uh it's right in here. Uh, everyone talks about this one. I have I have the whole Schwab collection. Get get it for Christmas, give it to your kitties. Uh don't do that. <laughs> Stocking is where all the meat is. This is what they're planning on doing. Uh, the VR reality, you go on to their podcast, you'll see amples of supply of podcasts on the VR. You see the videos that they come out, they literally got VR glasses, it's kind of like uh, Ready Player One. Is basically, what is coming out now, Scientific American, you know, the conspiracy theory website, Scientific American, talks about brain chips, stuffed implants in your brain. Because the Zuck, there was an article a year, a couple years ago. There's a lady that works for DARPA, who DARPA, Facebook was basically a military uh, thing, by the way. Um, she's now she wants and in Zuck, or we're trying to get so you can. Text by thought. He's like, this is what they're working on, and this is not the only group that's doing it. Also, Microsoft. shot color me shocked. Microsoft's working on it. I have, have the stuff out on tomorrow for on Clown Planet, but check out Whitney Webb's um interview with Ryan Christian on uh, Roughkin. Now, I have it on Twitter. It'll be on that. It'll be on CPN tomorrow, and they go through this step by step, and it this. This is the future they want. It's matrix style. You, there's, a, there's a part in Shaping the Fourth Industrial Revolution I put in the Great Reset video I did where it talks about how you can, like you, like you, basically gets into this VR reality as, say, an LGBTQRTYZ person. So that at the end of your experience, you gain empathy of what that person is. Also, any kind of uh, minority, a quadriplegic, you name it. Some person that you are not, it can basically train your mind into showing more empathy. So, I mean, this has got some weird junk coming through it. I mean, you're thinking uh, Matrix meets Minority Report meets uh, Surrogates, the Bruce Willis story, and Ready Player One. It's almost like they took notes from all these and put this all together. But literally, that's what's going on with this stuff.
3: What you're talking about is stonecutter stuff, unfortunately. It's all coming together in that you have in his company, the way everybody lives, everyone focusing on the world, the natural. And it is a way to separate and cut people off from the divine and to cut them off from any interest in looking at where we've come from where we're going and it's completely focused on the natural materialism piece but in the end you're also looking at this brotherhood of men stuff that's the fraternity so what liberty equality fraternity french revolution the same people doing the same stuff and sitting there saying don't look up to god look at each other and then try and figure out how you can all be one uh ignoring our union with christ with God and his commandments and then focus on this other stuff. It's all distractions. It's supposed to be overwhelming to the point where you can't tear yourself out of it. Um, That's just another snare. And if you could picture what they're doing right now, if you look at the world and what Schwab and all those are writing in their books, Mm -hmm. it's setting us up with lures everywhere. So you're walking through life with lures everywhere and all they want you to do is bite. If they can bite and they can hook you and pull you over, that's how they get you you in. It's it's an interesting time. And,
0: this and, is- and what happened in the Vatican last week, we had a transhumanism basic conference. It's trans uh, uh, trans something 2.0, uh, uh, the trans code, the transhuman code. Mm-hmm. It, that's exactly what WEF talks about. They're changing. Schwab talks about it. Check out some of his videos. He talks about merging digital, technological, and human. They're literally talking about ending what it is to be homo sapien as we know it, ending humanity as we know it. They say it. In their own darn words, and a lot of us aren't paying attention. And sadly, again, the church—if we can get the bishops on board to figure this out, get it out of there, wake them up—in a sense, we could fight this. But this, this is coming down the pipe at 100 miles an hour. Ain't nothing stopping it either.
1: So if bishops already, can't find it. Bishops yeah, can't find
0: uh, it.
2: I was going to ask you if you if you see uh, the the plausible path for the episcopacy to wake up to um, this global conspiracy this anti-human agenda um if any of them are going to wake up and fight i mean just last week you had francis appoint uh jeffrey Sachs, preeminent anti-human to some high level top level vatican uh committee i mean literally the guy is he hates you and me he hopes that we die so that our carbon footprint goes away you see you have an archbishop in Iowa saying that we need to liquefy dead humans instead of bury them in the ground because that's a better for the environment. I mean, if anything, I mean, Steve's right. We need the bishops to fight, but I just
1: don't see it ever. It's not be- not necessarily because they don't have the guts. I'll be honest with every- – okay, so seminary formation, for instance. If you don't have a college degree, uh, what the USCCB asks – It is that you actually get your bachelor's of arts in philosophy. So you study four years in philosophy, get your degree. Then you move on to your theology, your four years of theology. You get your master's and then a master's divinity. So you got two master's degrees. Then you become a priest. If you have a bachelor's degree already, they just have you do two years of philosophy, get your philosophy courses in, do your four-year theology, you get ordained. Philosophy. Is still so underrated and considered so under unimportant. It's like p- technically preschool um, to a lot of these bishops, and, and sometimes even priests, what they really focus on um, is theology, is dogmatics, et cetera, et cetera. However, when we're speaking with the world, when we're when we're um, on the front lines against secularism, Freemasonry, everything else that 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 the secular world presents. We don't start telling them that scripture is true because they don't believe it. So we have to start someplace else. And this is a, a principle that St. Thomas Aquinas proposes, that we start where we have something in common. Mm. And for the secular world, it used to be at least philosophy. But so many of the bishops, they just, they just uh, it, it, typical, t- typical college students, they just study it just to pass the class and then move on. Unfortunately, even our society, they don't even consider logic to be something that's worthy of, of, of study or any philosophy. They just make things up as they go. They just follow their passions. But to be honest, because philosophy has been considered so unimportant for several decades, bishops are not prepared to fight the fight that, that that's in front of them. They're not prepared. Cary and simple.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you're right. Because, well, because we, we, the, the, the literal, principle of identity is under attack reality is under attack uh forget about the principle of non-contradiction i mean i I don't even talk about philosophy i'm just talking about pure logic um logic doesn't exist anymore logic is under attack because grammar is under attack grammar is an antecedent to logic logic is an antecedent to philosophy philosophy is a prerequisite for rhetoric Um, so when you think about the education of a child in this state, this, this ties into the public school thing and the Loudoun County thing, Virginia and all that, uh, the fact that, that, um, you know, this Torp, this, this Clinton Torp, who's running for governor in, in Virginia and he'll likely win. He's a political hack. One of his, one of his actual campaign slogans is keep parents out of the classroom.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: When you Mm -hmm. keep parents out of the classroom, I mean, now grammar is racist, Grammar is racist. So if you can't have grammar, there's no there's no logic, there's no syntax, there's no rules, there are no rules to the English language. And if there are no rules to language, then there are no rules to thought. And if there are no rules to thought, then there's no there's no way to organize your thought into philosophy. And if there's no organization or logic to the universe, you can't do metaphysics, and you also can't do rhetoric, and you can't make an argument. And therefore, the only argument you can make is I'm offended and my feelings hurt and that is why we have snowflakes today we don't have snowflakes today necessarily because you know uh because of the materialism or necessarily because they all grew up in their own bedroom or necessarily because they were all told they have high self esteems and how important they are those are all contributing factors, but ultimately and fundamentally, the reason why we have snowflakes running the world today, the reason why snowflakes even exist as a thing is because people are un- incapable of articulating rational thought in rhetorical forms because they can't think, because they can't do philosophy, because they can't do logic, because there is no grammar. And it sounds very nerdy to say this, but you know, grammar is important. Adverbs are a thing. Pronouns are a thing. Pronouns are under attack. Pronouns, Pete. (laughs) People can't are your pronouns pronouns now. They make them up.
3: What's Mike's pronouns? So the thing is, is you, uh, Mike, hit heavily on the intellect piece. And Father Ripperger talks about it all the time. And uh, his talks on it are great. The only two things we have control over are the intellect, as you mentioned, and the will. And the problem that I think, unfortunately, looking at how everything is progressing right now in that downward slope. Um, we don't have the will to fight. Most of our men in society, at least the ones who are supposed to be leading and doing their job are soft and they're scared. And because they're scared, they don't do anything. They want to be comfortable. They want to have everything at ease, everything at their fingertips and be like, Oh, that's really hard. If I had to go and offend people, then I won't have friends anymore. And I can't go to those cool parties. All right. As opposed to no, maybe I should go and just do the right thing. And it's going to hurt, you know, like the saints did that's what's lacking right now people don't have the will to get to that point of sitting there and saying what is truth and then answer the question for all the people out there who don't understand catholicism don't understand philosophy which is rational because it's god's that is our problem since we're not willing to go and take the risk and we're not willing to be offensive and we're not willing to offend uh Uh, mm -hmm. what's left i i don't know and if we're not willing to to suffer for it it's not that important a belief then that's the concern so
2: and that is that is in the will for sure but it's a it's a habitual thing it's a habitual softness that comes from an absolute lack of any rhetorical experience people don't debate any things anymore because they're incapable of debating them and so when they confine themselves confronted with someone who's willing to debate them suddenly that becomes an emotional event for them much more so than an intellectual event for them so true Uh, so I, i think i think that those two things are linked and and here's what the left does, brother Martin. When you confront them with facts, knowledge, reason, um, logical arguments, when you confront them with true philosophy, what do they do to you? They try to cancel you, just like they tried to cancel you.
1: Eh, like day in day out, they're trying to cancel me. But regardless, I mean, it actually it's, it's on both sides. I mean, I mean, I've seen tweets from people in the pro life movement or whatever. They, they some young teenage girl, or whatever, saying, "Oh, whenever people confront me on beliefs, I just break down." I just break down. I can't argue. That's part of what you're saying is they don't, they're not rhetorically equipped uh, to respond to certain arguments. They're not formed. And that's, that's part of, I mean, our upbringing is that we need to be not informed, but formed. We need to be given the truth, given principles, uh, given certain knowledge so that we can grow and and fight because ultimately when we become adults, that's, that's what, that's what, what, our world is. Um, But the left true it's, it's all they do is try to cancel um, they don't have any legitimate arguments. All they have is is an appeal to some unjust law. They try to enforce that unjust law on other people until they 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 silence the people that are in their way to propose uh, their agenda. That's obviously not cool. Uh, mm-hmm. but at the same sense, I mean, that's not going to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. What um, is the VR? what's going on right now everyone's terrified of reality you go live in this alternate reality yes no germs no things like that we're all scared to go outside now everyone can go outside and we'll just put the VR on how many vi- remember that video we showed Mike uh, brother a couple of months it was about a month or two ago from was it 2004 uh, was it the uh, some topia thing talks about wearing a VR and going out and going out and having some fun things like that yeah uh, remember demolition man they don't to oh, have to have sex. They put VR on. Was that the one with Stallone and, and Sandra Bullock? Is that that one? Yep. That was on that Sly and the. Yeah,
2: that was, that was predictive programming right there. But you know, you know, actually, they were talking about having having uh growing babies in pods and stuff in that movie. That's the, I literally saw that uh today as 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 the an emerging technology is. They have, these, they have these bags that they're gestating uh, goats and other animals in. They haven't tried it on a human being yet uh, in the UK, but they're really excited about doing it. They also have like, a social
0: credit score.
2: That that will help. You know what? That's going to give you a, an 800 social credit score, which really unlocks almost everything to you. I mean, yeah, Remember when they cuss perfect.
0: They get a little ticket? You cuss. That's $5, five dollars off or something like that. That's right. That's right. On
2: unbelievable okay we've talked about a lot today we need to get to our unpopular opinions we have debated halloween we've talked about grammar a little bit we've, ta- we've talked about the zuckster uh and the and the uh red sea pedestrians that are ruining the world uh what do we start off the show with oh yes that's right education and uh virginia um wow well, terry mcauliffe is gonna win he's man gonna win. probably i know not. i mean i know but he's going to win uh according to dominion he'll win
0: you saw the Illinois governor's out there pu- pushing for him and your boy Obama, Mike's, Mike's BFF, he's out there pushing for him. Again, So shows so
2: the, the Illinois governor – and I know a lot of people in Illinois watch this show – Your governor is morbidly obese I think he should wear a mask He clearly has comorbidities going on What is wrong with that guy Pritzker? I know he comes from the billionaire uh, Hyatt family or whatever And he bought his way into governorship Because that's how it works in a democracy Uh, But you know He's out there pushing masks every day I would rather him wear a mask But he needs to wear like an extra wide I don't know where he finds these masks
0: Big tall stores. The biggest tall stores have them. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't.
2: I don't have an unpopular opinion prepared, per usual. Um, <laughs> why, I go always, first.
3: Which
2: is why I always go last is Steve goes first. Steve, unpopular opinion this week.
3: I
0: just make him up as we <laughs> go. I don't. Prepare for it. I can't think that long for it. Uh, no exemptions. Uh, someone would tell you to wear a mask in a place. Don't say I can't breathe. I got an exemption here. Nah, no, forget that. Bust through. No exemptions. Either. Don't use them. You're playing their game. If you play the exemption rule. You're playing their game. Stop playing their game at all levels. Vaccine. All right. They don't care about your religious exemption. They do not give one iota on it. Mm-hmm. You see, you see military. You see that that one priest that uh, blocked me because he can't <laughs> he can't take <think> facts. <clears throat> uh i'm not father Snyder. that's it uh they don't care about that you see what was it chile 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 uh, they have a by the way they're they're forcing the passports on kids six and up they pretty much have told people with religious exemptions no i don't think you believe in that usa have done that too uh you got a religion exemption no, you don't really believe that no we're, we deny that um uh, stop playing the game just say no on any request. Grocery store and your and your uh, mask. Take it, you know, throw it in the trash. Because they thank you and put it, throw it away. Don't try to argue with them. Don't try to say, "Here's my card." Don't try anything. Stop participating in their functions. It's not going to get any better. They do not care about it, and we're and it really doesn't help us in, in the long run.
2: Yeah. I agree with Steve. Don't do Halloween. Don't participate. Um, <laughs> Pete, <laughs> what, what's your, I'll, I'll, I'll let Brother Martin go before you. The whole purpose of this is to give your objective most unpopular opinion. I think Steve actually has a chance at winning this week because no, a lot I've of people
0: haven't spoken yet.
2: A lot of a lot of people have uh, well, that's true. A lot of people have submitted their religious exemptions for the uh, for the unholy sacrifice of the jab, including yours. Truly, I today submitted my exemption to the uh, United States Marine Corps to uh, for for my exemption to the unholy sacrifice of the jab. I'm holding out. I'll be talking more about this here in a minute, uh, or in in the in the coming weeks. Not a single one has been approved in the entire Marine Corps. Not one all this is doing i think steve might be onto to something i realized this too late after i hit send they're just they're just cataloging us they're making a record of who we are now they know who we are
0: if And again were- they just they just changed what gain of function is they eliminated it they changed what the word pandemic is to no deaths was a gigantic number to none mm-hmm. they changed what the word vaccine is they changed mm-hmm. what the meaning of uh, immunity is they're changing everything. Goalposts are moving. What fully vaccinated got changed was two jabs. That was three. It's soon to be four. Then it'll be five. Then it'll be six. And when hey. are you going to draw that line until you got 20 jabs in you? And you can barely It's already
2: four. It's season? already four. The CDC yeah. came out two days ago and said, if you're immunocompromised, we recommend
0: a fourth injection. This oh, ain't any. Schwab even talked about there's video I've been talking maybe in two years three years how many uh, maybe there has to be two jazz maybe there's a an annual thing maybe it's this is going to be every year yeah. I actually yeah. heard somebody talk about today they're trying to gain a function without gaining a function uh covid uh, covid 2 with uh ambrax brother martin
1: am opinion Father Matthew Schneider, legionary of Christ should never have been ordained a priest. He does not meet the canonical requirements. He has a psychological incapacity and he has released articles and uses his Twitter account to promote a false narrative of medical testing. That is not true. And as it has been used, his article has been used to get Military personnel and others fired from their jobs. Enough is enough. Father Matthew Schneider is a liar. He is an absolute liar. It it's, might be unco- unpopular in, in, in neoconservative circles because one of these days you neoconservatives have to realize you're neoconservatives. You have two different sets of principles that are contradicting each other right now. You want to obey. Obedience, respect the law, but then everybody who ha, has authority to enforce the law or create law is all progressive, but you yourself are somewhat conservative. and so you have this this, this in this congruity, this, this, this unity within yourself of, of following authority, but then again, not believing everything the authority says. And so you're, the ground from beneath your feet is falling from below you. So the Legionaries of Christ, ultimately known as, as, as a conservative community, Father Matthew Schneider, they're all liars.
2: Okay. It's going to be hard to top that one, Pete, but I, I trust that you have it in you. I trust that you're, you're not going to sandbag this one. This is your debut on the rundown. This is your opportunity to say something deeply
3: unpopular and win a meaningless Twitter poll. <laughs> all right. I will do my best. Uh, my unpopular opinion right now is that there's only one side of politics in this country and it's not Catholic. And that means I don't even care if your name's Trump, you're not actually helping us. And so what's happening or what's coming soon is that everyone's playing on the same team and whatever few voices are left are not going to get us out of this and make sure we can practice our religion or anything else. And they're going to keep saying that we need to do satanic sacraments of jabs and masks and all this other fun stuff. So right now though, it's one political party. It's a uniparty, and they're basically playing games so that they act like there's two sides and they're all playing for the same team. So I think as much as we want to act like everything is free and everything is open and it's whatever, cool. I mean, you can vote for whoever you're going to vote for, but in the end, the people who are in charge are still in charge. It's still one side. So the side already played out how they want this to go. So I'm not really confident that we can vote our way out. I'm not really confident we can educate our way out. I think there's other stuff coming. But right now, the uniparty that we're dealing with is uh, not going to help us. So make sure you're prepared with your communities, your parishes, your families. Have all that so- sorted out. But the uniparty is not a, our friend.
2: Hmm.
3: Good take. Like it. Very welcome
2: on the rundown. Ben, uh, you're in good company, Pete. Let's just say it that way. Um, You know, I'm going to I'm going to pull a Trump. Speaking of Trump, I'm going to double down. I'm going to triple down. I'm going to tell you that my unpopular opinion this week is that if you participate in trick or treating, if you take your children out and participate in Halloween, you don't care about their souls. You care about having a good time. You care about partying. You have an attachment to dressing up and going around and having candy. You have an attachment to a, really a, a demonic and and, and wretched uh institution. It is it it is a ritual, is participation in a ritual that is intrinsically evil, that is on its face demonic, satanic to the core. Um and I don't care if you dress up as a saint. I don't care if you call it an all saints party. I don't care if you say it's having good fun. I don't care if you say you want to you want to fit in with your neighborhood or you think you're somehow going to evangelize them because your four year old looks like Maximilian Colby. The fact of the matter is, is you're endangering your family. You're endangering yourself. You're opening yourself up to demonic activity. And you're participating in the overall energy, the witchcraft of happening that night, which happens to be the anniversary of uh, the, 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 the great apostasy from the Catholic Church. Um, so if you are going to participate in Halloween, my opinion is that uh, you, are, you ought to go to confession the next day. Next day, by the way, as part of the corollary of this, uh, to this unpopular opinion, is a holy day of obligation. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what your bishop says. If he commutes it to a Sunday or whatever, you should be at Mass on Monday. I'm going to be there with you. I hope you're there. Monday is a holy day of obligation because it is All Saints Day, and that's truly the, the the day that we should be celebrating. If you want to hear more about my thoughts and RTF's thoughts from two years ago, our very first spicy take, it was against Halloween, and it is on this channel, just type in uh, restoring the faith media Halloween. Um, and yes, I cover the visual and the trit the, and the triduum for the holy souls and all of that in the long form video. So maybe I have
0: been possessed yet. I I How I they, know what that was- happen? I, I, hey father, I'm gonna call Ripper up and say, hey, Father, can I get possessed by going and get some candy? <laughs> You can go to the candy store and get candy if you need candy. But, I'm not like trying to look into catechism. Where does that need to be? Just in there, make sure uh, that
2: when you go to the candy store, you send your Kit Kat bars to brother Martin so we can convert him too. No. <laughs>
1: You'll never convert me to chocolate.
2: Never, never trying to convert myself brother. chocolate. Brother, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna track you down. I'm gonna give you some fine chocolate.
1: If you can find me. <laughs>
2: All right, um, John says in the chat, "The devil wears shorts." I love that. <laughs> I think that's true. It that was we, in the RTF I, store. I think the devil likes to be comfy. <laughs> I think the devil likes comfiness. Um, okay. It now the what we do now on the rundown, the final thing we do before we finally just relent and we let people go about their lives on a Friday night. Why are 400 people watching us right now live? I can't. I can't even fathom that. But we do this thing called the grifter segment. And in the grifter segment, this is your chance to advertise what you're doing, talk about what your future plans are, sell something if you're selling it, uh, plug something if you're plugging it, um, or do what Steve does, which is to just kind of like... Uh, like everybody uh, else. So uh, go ahead and... Can you grift something this week, Steve? Come on.
0: I don't do, I don't do that. Ever. I help other people. Uh, get out of the cities. Call up... Uh, Real estate for life and find get you a place outside the city that uh, and help a pro life group and also get you a calendar when you move it to the new house by the uh uh the guys that I talked about yesterday with the uh Guernsey calendars. Uh, fantastic looking. Uh, it's about two feet tall by a foot and a half. Can't miss it. Beautiful art. His wife took care of it. Um, he did the he did all the the graphic design on it. Uh, the links under in the show notes of the video I did yes, uh, yesterday. Check it out. Help the, and it helps the small Catholic business out too.
2: Love that. Uh, that's a great idea. By the way, what's the update with you? How can we find you? How can we support you? How much money do you need right now?
1: So I updated our website a little bit on, uh, on our giving page. It, it has now our, our mailing address, PO Box 366, Weston, Missouri, 64098. Uh, but also – Tomorrow is an important feast day for us, uh, in that it's the the impression of the stigmata of of Saint Clare of Montefalco. Um, Saint Claire of Montefalco, in, in the new rite, got reduced to just one feast, but she has two feasts in our traditional calendar. Um, she was around in the in the very beginning of the creation of the Order of St. Augustine in, in around 1250, um, but she received the stigmata, etc. She founded a community. Actually, she didn't found a community. She was part of a, a community that was founded by her older sister and a friend of hers. Um, when her older sister was 20, she was about six, her older sister started living a medical life with a friend. Um, when St. Clair of Montefalco, around this time, she was six years old, she started living with them as well, and the three of them started living an medical life. A lot of people tried to... to um, Destroy their way of life, dissuade them from living their way of life, uh, persecute them, try to keep them from uh, asking for alms, et cetera, et cetera, to live their way of life. This sounds very familiar to people who try to start new communities, right? But, anyways, and like that was around uh, 1220, 1240, between in that period, in 1270, 1280, they finally got canonical res- uh, recognition. Sounds kind of familiar how like community starts and like decades later, all that professional stuff gets, gets, uh, squared away. Um, but nonetheless, tomorrow is an important Augustine feast day is the impression of the, the Sigmata, the St. Clair Montefalco. So please pray for us. We pray for all of you guys that have supported us. Um, but in the future, um, we are going to need to renovate uh, a building to, to create a chapel. And in a chapel, not only do you need to put walls up, et cetera, et cetera, but you also need, um, the ornaments to decorate a chapel that is suitable to, to reserve the blessed sacrament to reserve our Lord. And because ultimately it's his house, not ours or not anybody else. Um, so we'll need things like candlesticks, um, a nice, uh, a vigil light to signify that our Lord is present here in this building. Um, we'll need, we'll need uh, I mean altar cloths, uh, a nice crucifix, pews, kneelers, um, uh, choir stalls for the brothers, uh, a nice altar rail, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if you could keep, uh, continue to keep us in mind in the sense that, uh, I mean, we're starting out, we're getting plenty of, of people wanting to come visit us. Um, of course things are uncertain always in, in starting a new community. Um, but we have at least two people, um, that are, that are absolutely faithful and, and can ensure that this thing will continue. Um, uh, so uh yeah if you can keep us in keep us in mind the St. Augustine, visit our website obits slash giving things are moving forward at a steady pace here uh, so yeah that's my that's my grifting.
0: <clears throat> you need some felt banners
1: no thank you okay you can keep your felt banners at home
0: James, James, <laughs> James was asking uh it was a practical joke anyways.
2: <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't need felt banners when we have StreamYard uh, digital banners on the rundown. There just, you go. Just stream what's happening on the rundown. That's what he does. Uh, Pete, tell, tell us about yourself. Uh, where, where's your YouTube channel?
3: Where where can we find you? Do a little grifting. Do a little self promo. So pseudoclasm.wordpress.com is where my daily guarantee entries go up. Because I was trying to get all those set up in a way where I hyperlinked as much as I possibly could. So when you go in there and you read it, you can actually go look on Wikipedia, wherever you want to look and find other details on the saints, the locations, the events, um, what have you. Because uh, that was the biggest problem with Garen J in general was you're like, hey, cool, this is really neat stuff, but you could never get all the hyperlinks to all the writings. So. If you go into the entries that are posted on that site, all of those links, I tried to make sure as much as you possibly could find it's there. Um, and also uh, through the link up to uh, Mike, if you could throw that up is the St. Joseph prayers, I guess in terms of the grifting, the other thing I would say is anyone who can play, please pray the St. Joseph prayers like that are on that site, whichever ones you want to do it. Cause right now like St. Joseph protector of the church, all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll go see what happens. And I think uh, personally, I'll be dependent on depending on what happens with the jab stuff. So because if all that fails, and somehow I still have internet and access to uh, the computer and all that I will do more of this type of uh, production work when that happens. So We'll see how it all goes. But uh, yeah, so that's where most of my stuff's at right now. Ecumen channel that got posted a few times in the comments is also where I'm at on YouTube here and also on the Restoring the Faith channel with the uh, Crosses and Graces episodes. So.
2: Yeah, check out Pete every uh, week or so. New episode of Crosses and Graces. He it has his own playlist on RTF. Thanks for joining us on the Rundown, Pete. Mm, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys all for watching. This is the Rundown. And uh, stand by for more news about the Rundown. Our power is growing.